Welcome to another episode of the Marriage Mentor Podcast with Eric and Jolene Engel, where Eric and Jolene answer marriage questions for believers, looking at the root of the problem instead of the symptom, always while applying God's wisdom and word for a Christ-centered marriage. Hey, before we get started, I just wanted to share a special offer for our listeners, and it's called the Makeover Your Marriage Bundle. Hun, real quick, tell just a little bit about it before we get into the podcast. Yeah, the Makeover Your Marriage Bundle consists of four of my most popular programs and teaching packages combined. You get Christian Wife University, the Wisdom for Wives online conference, Five Days to a Better Marriage eCourse, Communication and Marriage Workshop, and a complimentary three-day, two-night stay in a deluxe hotel at any one of 50 locations in the U.S. Wait for it. For only $97. $97. Nice. You can find out more at jolienangle.com forward slash makeover. Now, while everyone's considering this opportunity to strengthen their marriage, uh, let's go ahead and get into the podcast. And then we'll have more information about this package at the end of the episode. Hi, I'm Eric Engel here with my beautiful and fantastically talented wife, Jolene Engel. I think you need a different opening. What? That's a great (laughs) opening. Hey, and this question and podcast is specifically for you. What to do when a husband isn't spiritually leading the home? It's for me? It is. Not not to say that I'm not leading the home, but uh, this is a a question that you get asked, I don't know how many times, in how many different forms, but you get this question all the time. Okay, so, so, okay, go with the question. Okay. So, dear Jolene, if your husband has fallen away from Jesus, our Lord, the wife must take the lead in the household for Jesus and the religion part. This is a problem when one leaves the church and becomes the prodigal son. How would you answer that? Oh, that's interesting. So, yeah. she, she makes a statement right. and is is asking how you want to address that. So, go how ahead. How do I want to address it when he he's no longer spiritually leading the home? Well, not every husband, even when they are believers, they're spiritually leading the home. So there's a premise that he was doing it once. Here's the deal. You know, we we have this tendency to think that our men are super spiritual and they're like the Apostle Paul and they're right there, right next to Jesus and, and so forth. And when you have that mindset, you've put your guy up on a pedestal and he is sure to fail. Okay, so if your young wife listening to in on this, wondering why, you know, your husband's not gathering around, um, you know, the family and doing all these spiritual things, you might have a tendency to think, well, you know, what's wrong with my guy? Well, he's fallen short because he's not perfect. So here's what I have to say in this um, question, First Peter 3, 1 through 6. In the same way, you wives must accept the authority of your husbands, that even if some refuse to obey the good news, your godly lives will speak to them without any words. Because this woman wrote in and said, well, the wife must take the lead in the household for Jesus and the religion part. (laughs) No, that's not what the Bible says, sweetheart. I mean, and mind you, I am an assertive, aggressive, strong-willed, highly opinionated personality. No kidding? Yeah, I have no problem whatsoever taking the lead. Okay, that is never a concern of mine. Um, But I have to go back to what the Bible says. What the Bible says is it, it is the husband's authority, okay? Whether they accept what the Word of God says or not, they've been given that authority by God, the creator of the universe, the one who created you and the one who created marriage itself. So that's a pretty strong authority when I look at that. So for me, I, I have two choices. I could either say, Psh, God doesn't know what he's talking about, or I better get in line with what God says. 
Okay. I've chosen to get in line with God says because he's smarter. He knows what's best for us. Now I might not understand the logic, but I'm going to go with what the creator says. Okay. So, um, your godly lives will speak to them without any words. So zip it. Okay. That is so hard to do because we want to say, you're not measuring up. You're falling short. You're not doing this. And Mr. So-and-so he's doing that. And how come you're not doing this? Okay. It's the wife's conduct. It's not her words. Man, was this a hard passage for me when I was a new believer coming to it that I'm like, I don't know how, how you do any of this. Um, so your, your guy will be won over by observing your pure and reverent lives. Now, pure and reverent lives. I don't know that that would have defined me at any point. Um, I, I've been saved for 18 years now, pure and reverent lives. But the reality is if I'm seeking God and I want to pursue righteousness, then the re the response or the um, the growth of that is a pure and reverent life. I'm, I'm leading a life that is honoring to the Lord. So that is when you pursue those things, that's how your life is going to look. When I pursue the ways of the, of the world, how does my life look? Okay. Contentious, bossy, nasty, snappy. Okay. My husband's smiling at me right now because he lives with me. Okay. So don't be concerned about the outward beauty of your fancy hairstyles, expensive jewelry, or beautiful clothes. You're you should clothe yourselves instead with the beauty that comes from within, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit. Quiet, gentle and quiet spirit is not the same as a gentle and quiet personality. So there, that right there is just a little teaching on having an understanding of letting the Holy Spirit move in you and not thinking that you have to change your personality, okay? Because God made your personality. So that gentle and quiet spirit is precious to God. This is how the holy women of old made themselves beautiful. Okay, it's not, you know, because they, they put, you know, moisturizer on their face and so forth. It's her spirit. They trusted God and accepted the authority of their husbands. Yeah, that needs to be highlighted in every woman's Bible. They trusted God and accepted the authority of their husbands. Our world does not encourage a wife to accept the authority of her husband. And our sin nature does not do it as well. Well, and society does not encourage you to trust God. Oh, no. No. I mean, even in the church, uh, believers for the most part, and we're all sinful, we want to trust ourselves. Sure. And then when that when that doesn't work, then we go to God. Right. Which is kind of backwards. Right. And then it goes on to say in First Peter, for instance, and I put this in here because this really stands out to me. For instance, Sarah obeyed her husband Abraham and called him her master. And I'm like, say what? Like how did, you know, the other versions say called him Lord, little L. I like that. And yeah, I'm sure you do. Um, you are his daughter. You are her daughters when you do what is right without fear of what your husbands might do. And that is really key because when you look at your husband and he's not measuring up to your spiritual standards, or maybe he's walked away from the Lord, you as a wife have two choices. Either I could trust the Lord and trust what his word says, or I could trust me, myself, and I, and my emotions, and then retaliate and be contentious, which is everyone's default. It's every woman's default. The challenge is, is to be a wife of faith. The challenge is to be like Sarah's daughters, as it says, what you do, do what is right without fear of what your husbands might do. Okay, fear is what happens to the heart of a wife. Fear comes in, Satan uses fear, and then we lash out. And we say, well, you're not spiritually leading the home, so therefore I must do so. Here's my thought on that. If my husband's not spiritually leading the home, that's nice for him. I'm still going to read my Bible. I'm still going to go to church. I'm still going to talk to my children about the things of the Lord. I'm still going to do everything we were doing regardless of what he's doing. 
Do so, so is that is that taking over or control? Read what she okay, said. She there. said uh, the wife must take the lead in the household for Jesus and the religion part. Exclamation! I don't agree with that. Just be the wife that God has called you to be. I don't go through life saying, "Well, because you're not doing this, now I need to wear the pants. I need to take charge." No, I mean if I and imagine how that would play out, love. If I came to you and said, "You just suck in all this, so I'm going to take over." Okay, so you're going to be like, well, feel free, have it your way. You know, I can't measure up, so you got to have your way. And you're going to take a back seat. Right. I don't want you to take a back seat. What I want you to see is I'm going to go pursue the Lord regardless of what you're doing. That encourages non-participation by the husband. Right. You're enabling him. Okay. Right. You're really just saying, you're not good at this. I need to take over. And this can manifest in so many other ways and not just being the spiritual leader of the home for the husbands and so forth. It could be them as the providers. Our natural tendency is to take over. That's Why is that? Because of our sin nature. The Bible talks about that back in Genesis when um, Eve chose to sin. she cho- Well, she was deceived and she chose to not listen to God. And so because of that, God said, you're going to have a desire to rule over your husband. Okay. Because Adam was not deceived. Adam chose to sin. Right. Okay. Because of her influence. Right. Because of her influence. But our tendency, our tendency is to want to contend and control. So you have to make that choice to say, am I going to be a wife who chooses to follow the Lord? Or am I going to be a wife who chooses to follow my emotions and then trying to manipulate and say, well, because you suck spiritually, I'm going to take over. He can't do that. You got to go back to the word of God. And if a wife is that so spiritually um, capable then go back to what the word says. That's my challenge to, to this wife. If she is that spiritual, then my challenge is, then go be obedient to the scriptures that are written to you. Right, right. And that's a great point. If she is that capable, then she should be able to follow the Lord right. and what he says. And why can I say that? Because I could be that wife 24-7. I could be a critical condemning wife within two seconds. And it's just like, if I'm that way, then why won't I look at what the scriptures say to me? Okay, so that's that's the path I try and choose. You do my arrogant path of well, you're not very good at this, so let me come in and take over. And it's just like, wait a minute, that's spiritual pride right there. The the Ananias and Sapphira, they they're dead because of their own spiritual pride. Okay, I'm not looking I'm not looking for a repeat of that. I'm looking to be obedient to what the scriptures say to me. Okay, so that would be my encouragement to any wife who's going through any of this because your husband they'll fall short. They're designed to fall short. We aren't perfect? No. Just like the wife's (laughs) not perfect. So those are my thoughts. Great thoughts. I'm Eric Engel. And I'm Jolene Engel at JoleneEngel.com.